we go. box a box of chocolates would I know to stay away what said hand off his box a box of chocolates would I eat them anyway cause every time I have half a mind to leave you babe that means I have half a mind to stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. How you doing? It's a show about food, Pandora's Lunchbox. And I saw something. Oh, my name's Mike. Sorry, that was rude. I didn't introduce myself. And I didn't bring my name tag either. This is a show about food. And I just read recently some very important information that a man wanted to be buried naked in his garden, a man in Illinois, and his wish was denied. And this struck me on many levels, one of which is with the weather we've been having and the steamy hotness, who wouldn't want to be naked? And anywhere, as a matter of fact, especially in a garden. And gardens have food in them. And this is a show about food. You see where I'm going with this? Right. So uh, we're going to talk about this poor man who, who died. Who, well, he was born naked, uh, as, we all, as we all are. And you'll hear a little bit more about that in a moment. A little discussion about the fact that people are born naked. And we'll talk about things like gardens and harvests and radios. And in fact, uh, here's uh, let me just open up the can opener. I've got my ideas. They're not quite uh, coming out the way. I, here we go. Let me just dump out all the ideas on the turntable here. Here we go. Let me just open the can first. And here we go. Let me just scoop out some of that on the on your radio. Here you go. Look out. You wear a bib. This is going to be kind of messy. Okay. Here we go. Kind of gross sounding, but really it's delicious, nutritious ideas here that we're putting directly on your head, and it's all good. So, uh, this is Pandora's Lunchbox, as I mentioned, and let's start out with a song from Mr. Timothy Monger, he of Ann Arbor, and this is a song called Radio Harvest, speaking of harvests. Feet for 
That is Timothy Monger, and this record is chock full of food references, so I'm very, very excited. Uh, that was Radio Harvest, Harvest being, you know, what you do with food, from his album Summer Cherry Ghosts. Cherry is like food, like, you know. And it's on the No Bitings record label, so it's all extremely delicious from Timothy Monger, the original He-Man of Melody himself. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and we are talking now, I am talking now to you, about a man who was naked and wanted to stay naked when he was buried, and yet it didn't turn out that way. This from the BBC News. He came into this world naked, spent much of his time in it nude, but will, against his specific wishes, depart it fully clothed. Robert Norton of Pekin, Illinois, perhaps Pekin, no Pekin, was often prosecuted during his lifetime for gardening and wandering outside his house in the nude. The 82-year-old said he wanted to be buried in his birthday suit, but his family are having none of it. His brothers have decided to lay him to rest in gray trousers and a shirt. One of them, Jack, is a minister. He's not going to be buried in the nude, he said. The other, Dwayne, is, uh, excuse me, the other, Dwayne, explained that his late brother's behavior was not meant to offend people. He was a naturist, and he just chose to be in the nude as people who are seeking nature. He was a peace-loving person, he said. Nonetheless, certain people were offended, including, crucially, Norton's neighbors. Brenda Loti said she never spoke to Norton despite living next door to him for more than a decade. We didn't really know him. We just had him arrested, she said. She had spent years taking her daughter to the park rather than letting her play in the garden because of the naked old man next door, she said. Normally, if we had him arrested in the spring, he'd be gone for the summer, and we wouldn't have to worry about him until the next spring. The cycle of arrest and prosecution lasted over four decades until the World War II veteran was admitted to a nursing home. He fought 20 arrests for indecency since his first in 1962, arguing that he had a constitutional right to public nakedness, the Associated Press reported. His family said they hoped his burial would lay years of controversy to rest. Rest in peace, Robert Norton, in your gray trousers and shirt, under which you are still naked. And this is crucial, because he's naked. In his defense, first of all, let me give you an alternate scenario. This from the Associated Press. Naked swordsman pleads guilty to assault. This is from Iowa City, Iowa. This is what could have happened if he wasn't such a peace-loving person. A man who chased his neighbors with a two-foot sword while naked last winter, okay, absorbing all that, pleaded guilty to a charge of assault with a dangerous weapon. Curtis Rarick, 45, of North Liberty, Iowa, could face up to two years in prison and a $5,000 fine at sentencing. As part of a plea bargain, a charge of public intoxication was dismissed. Police say they responded to a reported altercation on February 27th. Rarick's neighbors told police he was standing naked in his front yard. He got upset when they told him to put clothes on and dashed back into his house and came out with a sword, of course. He then chased and threatened them, they told police. Police say Rarick had a blood alcohol content of... 0.12%, which is extraordinarily surprising considering the circumstances. So here's to nakedness and people who don't have any clothes on, both at the same time. Uh, and gardens and harvests. And speaking of gardens and harvests, what else can you get out of a garden? What better than a salad? And so here is a song from a mariachi group. And, and the dates are a little bit ranging here. This is about 1930-ish. This is a recording on the Arhuli Folk Lyric label. And this is a recording called La Ensalada, which means the salad. But what it has to do with salads is beyond me. My mind is naked on the subject. Let me read a few of the lyrics and see if any of it means salad to you. All the water, boys, for the watermelon is drying up. You water yours, I'll water mine. In the hacienda of the lemon, a daring girl offered herself. 
she and all the cow hands headed for the cotton field. On one occasion, a white ox followed them. With determination, they ran him off, for that's what the owner wanted. The foreman, did they run her off with a two-foot sword naked? I didn't, it doesn't say here. The foreman proposed that if the ox was caught, a party would be given four wineskins full of liquor. The drinking did not suit them because things turned out badly. And I'll just let you listen to this, and if you don't speak Spanish, you will need a translator, but listen in. Yes, that group was, and I hope that I will pronounce this with some kind of dignity, and I apologize if I don't, Mariachi Coquilense de Cirilo Marmolejo. Okay. Thank you. Arwolf is applauding. Arwolf is here to... That's very kind. You're very kind. Arwolf is here to help you face the music at 7 o'clock, and 
Uh, that'll be awesome, as usual. This is from a collection you just heard, a collection called Mexico's Pioneer Mariachis, Volume 1, and it was a song about food, most crucially about salad, which, as I mentioned before, didn't have much to do with the oxes and the watermelons that seem to be getting hurled about in the song. But um, maybe when it's all thrown around and lands on the ground and you pick it up, it looks a lot like salad. So... It's Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food, and it's all about nakedness and gardens, of course. And we are we are paying tribute on this program to a fellow who passed away recently, Robert Norton of Illinois, who wanted to be buried naked in his garden, just like he attended the garden naked and the neighbors had protested and he'd been arrested many times. In his defense, this is from GardenVisit.com, and it... You'll, you'll understand in a second, or maybe maybe you won't, uh, or maybe I won't. From the very start, the holy places of heroes and gods were the arena for the Greek Games, the Olympic Games. Pindar's third Olympian ode gives an explanation of what happened. He sings of the introduction of chariot races into the Hippodrome, ascribing it to Heracles. The hero looks upon the empty fields, quote, a naked garden, unquote, Mm. Wherein, he, wherein is no green tree burnt dry by the heat of the sun, he hastens to the Hyperboreans, admires their lovely, fruitful lands, fetches away an olive branch, and plants its shoots there where the chariots twelve times in their courses thunder to the goal. And thus it came about that a shady grove enclosed the place. So in the history of the Olympics is a naked garden, and nothing to do with uh, people threatening people with two-inch swords in the middle of winter in a naked garden. So that's a whole another thing we don't want to go back to. We, we, it's, it's all about naked gardens and peace. I was delighted to find that there was another piece of news about nakedness uh, very recently. Naked Admission. This is from gg2.net. Vienna's prestigious Leopold Museum is usually a pretty button-down place, but some of the nudes in its marble galleries were for real recently. Scores of naked or scantily clad people wandered through the museum recently, lured by an offer of free entry to The Naked Truth, a new exhibition of early 1900s erotic art, if they showed up wearing just a swimsuit or nothing at all. With a midsummer heat wave sweeping much of Europe, pushing temperatures into the mid-30s Celsius in Vienna. Okay, mid-30s Celsius. Quick calculation. It's not going to happen, is it? But it's it's hot. Pretty darn hot. The normally stayed museum decided that making the most of its cool, climate-controlled space would be just the ticket to spur interest in the show. We find a naked body every bit as beautiful as a clothed one, said Elizabeth Leopold, who founded the museum with her husband, Rudolf. If they came out only out of lust, we have to accept that. We stand for the truth. Peter Weinhaupel, the Leopold's commercial director, says the goal is twofold. Help people beat the heat while creating a mini-scandal reminiscent of the way the artworks of Gustav Klimt and other, others shocked the public when they first were unveiled a century ago. This is beautiful stuff. It's absolutely true, and it's beautiful. So you're standing in the middle of your garden, and this is a desperate segue into the next song, and you're standing in the middle of a garden, and you're naked, and you don't know what to plant. What do you sing? Piece of dirt That is all I'm standing on today Piece of dirt The whole Jump into a fountain or to fly, I'd fly away. 
A woman's voice on the radio Can convince you you're in love A woman's voice on the telephone Can convince you you're alone But I set myself so long ago They revoked my sailor's badge Said I should be content and happy on this ink spot where I stand piece of dirt that is all I'm standing on today piece of dirt the whole world has slipped away He wishes he could jump out of his skin, he says. And some people wish that they could jump out of their gray trousers and a shirt and just be naked. These airwaves right now are naked, in fact. Uh, what you're listening to right now has no clothes on. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. And again, 7 o'clock, it's Face the Music with Arwolf. He is preparing something monumental in his arms. It's, it's monumental. Um, but I was just playing some mariachi music a moment ago, and it made me think of mariachi music, food, gardens, salad, La Ensalada, and I thought about the Day of the Dead celebrations, which happen in Mexico for the first two days of November, and the Mexican Day of the Dead, I'm looking at PulsePlanet.com for some information about this, and uh, traditionally, uh, people make a beautiful meal for their deceased relatives during the Day of the Dead, and on this website, I see that there are some foods which are prepared especially for the Day of the Dead, such as a, such as a sweet called Alegría. It's made with amaranth seeds, the grain toasted and honey stirred together with it, and that's often pressed into a skull shape for the Day of the Dead. There's also the Day of the Dead bread, the pan de muertos, a sweet egg bread, and it's got a lot of butter in it, usually flavored with a little orange water, shaped either round with a sort of skull and bones design on it, or long oblong shapes that represent the spirit. And there's a recipe for Day of the Dead bread, or is it actually a link where you can... Oh, here we go. There is a recipe for pan de muertos, bread of the dead, and that is included on the website pulseplanet.com. I know it's not November, but why wait? So that's the Day of the Dead. Now, also, there's this book called Dancing of the Dead, which is a CD and book from Ellipsis Arts, and I was reading the same thing. I'm going to read from that, too, because this is cool. When told of how Mexicans make a beautiful meal for their deceased relatives on the Day of the Dead, Rachel remarked that in... Rachel is an American who practices Tibetan Buddhism, by the way. Rachel remarked that in Buddhism, there is a ceremony involving food to help the soul of a recently dead person to pass through Bardo, the first state encountered after leaving the body. We have to get the soul's attention first. They are probably very scared and disoriented to be out of their body, so we make a shrine with their favorite food and drink. This attracts their attention, and we can start to help them on their way. My friend Dan's favorite food and drink were Coca-Cola and Scunili from Little Italy. If my father's listening, he may be shaking his finger at my pronunciation. We put that on the shrine. That, that part about my father listening to me is not part of the, the dialogue. I'm just saying, my father is born in Italy, and I'm digressing. What a surprise. It's ironic how often the food represented forbidden pleasure, 
For Maurice, we had chicken and yellow rice and sweet plantains with Cuban rum, ironic since he was a sober alcoholic when he died. For my father, a diabetic, we had sweet cake and vodka. So traditions of people passing on and the food that they continue to eat nonetheless. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It has been a show about food and will continue to be. I wanted to mention that this is National... The words are not coming. Here come the words. National Breastfeeding Awareness Week. And that was declared in all parts of the world. You can find out more about that from several websites, including org. That's L-E-C-H-E, org. And they talk about some of the physical benefits of breastfeeding, such as reduced rates of breast cancer and ovarian cancer. The time saved for mother is immense also. As a breastfeeding mother, you can feed your baby even during stressful times, such as when normal supplies of food and water are not available. Some benefits for employers. This website, I should say, just goes into great detail. Benefits for employers. Breastfed babies are healthier babies. Thus, mothers who are employed outside the home are likely to miss fewer days of work. According to a study in the Breastfeeding Answer Book, which is also listed in org, the website. And just some general information. Human breast milk contains all the nutrients babies need each day, plus many substances that help keep them healthy and promote optimal growth and development. The Okay. The, a book called The Womanly Art of Breastfeeding, also mentioned on La Leche League, documents the benefits of breastfeeding, such as the antibodies in it to protect the baby from illness. For example, deaths from respiratory infections in artificially fed infants were 120 times greater than among breastfed babies. Breastfed babies have a de- decreased likelihood for allergies and dental problems. They also benefit from appropriate jaw, teeth, and speech development as well as overall facial development. This means that people who are artificially fed may experience more trips to doctors and dentists. So this is information on International Breastfeeding Week, which is this week, just a few days to go in that, but the celebration ought to continue, I think. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food, and I think, speaking of thinking, it's time to hear some music from the Great Lakes Myth Society about something you might find in a garden and might actually grow something. Here it is.
That is the Great Lakes Myth Society and Seeds for Sale. By startling coincidence, Timothy Monger, who I played at the beginning of the show, is also in that band. I don't know how these coincidences just happen to happen to happen. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. We're winding down. The pantry is about to close, but Face the Music with Arwolf starts in just a moment. And I just want to mention before I, I check out of here... Uh, I haven't prepared a lot of information on this, but in case you don't know, there is a food crisis in Niger, N-I-G-E-R. Some people are calling it Niger, and I'm puzzled if that's really the pronunciation. But just a quick mention, there is a food crisis in Niger, and this from the Voice of America news. That just happens to be where I grabbed it. The United Nations Food Agency has tripled the amount of emergency aid it is seeking for Niger, saying more is needed to save 2.5 million people from extreme hunger. The World Food Program says it now needs more than $57 million for its operations in Niger. It says this is the third time in six months it has raised its appeal. Executive Director James Morris says if donors had responded earlier, the cost of the operation would be greatly reduced. He says the situation has deteriorated severely over the recent months. And that is news from Niger. There is a hunger crisis. You ought to look it up on the web and see what you can do, see what you can learn about that. We're going to wrap up now, though, with a song that I'm not really sure is directly about food, but it is a food situation. This is Ben Folds 5. This is Jackson Cannery. Cannery with cans. Cans put food in them, and at the beginning we, we had a can opener, and we put the food on the turntable. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for a half an hour at least. Thank you for letting me do that and continue to do what, you let, what you're letting yourself do in things. So, this is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. <laughs>